You say you're the king of this and you're the king of that. You're the king of dog shots. Hitting some good shots on Tom here. He's landing some big shots. Best in the game. Best in the game. Woo! You think you can beat me in a boxing match, do you? He's covering up. Oh my god! That is bad. Boom! Dark choke! Dark choke set up from Devin Stanley! They're like the Spartans in 300. Teddy Atlas here. It's the New Line Podcast with Keith No and Elijah Thacker. Welcome to the New Line Podcast. Uh, today we have Zachary Craddock with us. Zach is the former NLC welterweight champion and now he is... Uh, He's dropped down uh, two weight classes, and he has an interim title fight coming up in the lightweight division with Marvin Portman. Zach, we have seen you for a long time. We've watched you from the very beginning, and I think we see you grow every time. Your last performance, I think that's the best you've ever looked. You absolutely came out and just dominated that fight. Got a beautiful first-round stoppage. How you been feeling? I'm oh, feeling great. You know, with my training developing and all that through time, uh, I just keep getting better and better. Like y'all said, you know, my last fight, I trained real, real hard. I think I overtrained for it. Um, but you know, I'll be ready, more than ready for this fight for sure. You know, we talked about this actually. Keith and I did yesterday. You started out, you know, when Keith said he first saw you, you were more of a brawler and you were this guy that would get into wars and then come out on top. Now we're seeing you as a more technical fighter. And in this fight with Marvin, it almost looks like you're fighting a version of you from a few years ago. He's a brawler. He's one of those guys that's known to get in a dog fight. So what's that like? Yeah, I'm uh I'm expecting that. You know, he's uh he's a tough guy. He can he can take a lot of hits and just give them right back. Uh you know, I, I'm 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 definitely expecting him to take a lot of shots and you know, he's not he's not going to fall real easy. I I can see him falling, but he's not going to fall easy. It's going to be rough. Yeah, Marvin's a guy. He's he might go down, but he's going to pop right back up like literally pop right back up. Yeah. Did you see that in his last fight? Yeah, he uh, jumped up from his back. Yeah, yeah, like that was that cool. big shoulder. <laughs> Dude's athletic, man. Uh, very athletic. Yeah, so, yeah, I was thinking back in your early fights, um, you weren't you weren't super technical because you, you were really self-trained there for a while, and then you got with a small gym in Boone County. And um, – but – now, you know, now you're working with some some legit fighters. You got Tyler Smith and then all the guys there at figure four. And I guess they work with the Shamrock boxing team. So you've got a lot of good people around you, a lot of experienced fighters and some good training partners. So it's like you, you're a completely different fighter now. And then a lot of people don't realize, I mean, you're still young. You're still as experienced as you are. You're still a really young fighter. Yeah, I'm uh, only 23 years old. I got a whole long time ahead of me. Yeah, my, my coach asked me how long I want to do it. I said, I can see myself doing this for the next 10, 15 years. Well, I think you've only just gotten started, really. I mean, these first few years, I feel like you've probably learned a lot. Just And you've learned in there, in the firefights, in, you know, in there against tough guys. I think it's just the beginning, though, for you. 
Yes, I, I agree. So how many how many total fights do you have now? I'm thinking it's around 10, 12. Uh, it's, I can't remember. It's uh, I lost track. It's like eight or nine. <laughs> I, I can't keep up with that. I've done so many different sports. and Yeah, yeah. You were really busy there for uh, all the uh, – the first several new line events, you were on every one of them. Um, and then we had that one weird thing happen where Randall Maynard pulled out while you were about to walk out to the ring. Yeah, I there, in the tunnel. That was uh, that that sucked, man. That really sucked. I was standing. I believe I was standing there with you when it happened. And uh, Greg got a little pissed at me and was like, "Dude, I don't know what happened. I ran up to the ring and find out." And then. The dude went up and uh, talked his way out of the fight. <laughs> yeah, my heart sank when I heard the news. Brandon Boggs came over cussing and yelling. And I was yeah. like, you know, what's wrong? What happened? You yeah. know, I don't know if you've ever met uh, John Sykes. He trains at figure four sometimes. He used to come a lot back in the days from Virginia. I saw the same exact thing happen to him once. He walked out. He was in the blue corner, so he was in the ring waiting. And then they called for the guy and just – he. he no, this was even crazier. He walked, the guy walked out. The guy got in the ring with him. And then right before the fight started, he's like, I can't do it. Can't do this and, and quit. I saw that happen one time. It wasn't. It was in Hazard. Oh, Were it was in Hazard? <laughs> no, yeah, I saw I that happen. There at that time. I saw that happen at the uh, Williamson Rough and Rowdy one year. And uh, actually, you know the guy. <laughs> And you're you're probably not going to be surprised when I tell you who it was. Let's hear it, Steve Walden, <laughs> the notorious Steve Walden. Steve Walden. They so they got in the ring. They were announcing it, it was like, <laughs> "You ready? You ready?" And Steve's like, "No, hang on. I want to announce my retirement right now." He retired before the fight started. <laughs> <laughs> At least he, he got. He got his in-ring <coughs> retirement, though. He wanted he to step in the ring fight. one last time and retire. And he, <laughs> that's you know, all he wanted. He didn't want to Zach, fight. you're a guy who's made that walk a lot of times. Yeah. You know, for me, I think it's a lot more nerves come before the fight than actually during the fight. Once the fight starts, you don't really feel much because you like the fight. I, you're a guy. You wouldn't be doing this if you didn't enjoy it. So, so do you feel the same way? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've told my friends, you know, they ask me when I if I get nervous, I say, "Hell, of course, you know, it, it comes with it." Um, but once you get punched in the face, everything changes. Yeah. Well, I've always thought, you know, fighters are really tough guys. You're not really worried about getting hurt when you're in there. You, but what what sucks is all the people you're fighting in front of all these people you don't know, and mm -hmm. like you get embarrassed really bad. Nobody's really worried about getting hurt. What they're worried about is getting embarrassed. Yeah. So yeah, Zach, uh, talk, yeah, talk I, I don't, I don't see. Oh, sorry, Keith. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying I don't. I don't see Zach being too worried about getting in and getting hurt. I mean, he's been in wars with Devin Stanley. He had a war with Skylar Mahler. A war with Dave Messer. Dashing Cofield. Mahler was insane. Yeah, I, we watched that not long ago when we were doing the NLC awards. That fight was crazy. Yeah. He's a strong boy. <laughs> Very strong. Very Talk, athletic. Guy. You know, a lot of people don't know what that's like. Tell people what it's like to be in an absolute dogfight like that. Uh, you, you really uh, – you, you don't really have thoughts. You're just 
you know, you're in the moment and you just you react more than you think, really. You know, you just, you feel the punches and, you know, it hurts, but you just don't really care in that moment. And what was that feeling like when you got that knockout at the end? Oh, man, it was uh, it was like hitting a home run and a walk-off home run to win the championship or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was great. Dude, both and, of you guys, you could tell you were in a war. I mean, both of you guys came out of that fight beat up. <laughs> that was – yeah. That was uh, something else, man. That was one of those fights that, like, I was telling people, like, man, I feel bad for these guys. They went out here and put on a show, and then they're both – they are both beat up. And, like, when when you look that bad, like, five minutes after a fight, I'm like, man, I hate to see what he looks like tomorrow. <laughs> and it was both of you, man. You guys both – I mean, both of you guys have more heart heart than anybody in the world, man. And, and uh, just wars, man. So tell me, what's more satisfying? Your last fight – you know, you come out, you get a first-round knockout right out of the gate. Or a war like that when you go back and forth and then get the knockout at the very end. I'd say the war because that one just has – you pour your heart out more into that. That first round, you know, I, I really didn't feel like I, I had fought. I didn't feel like I had done nothing. But, yeah. you know, in the wars, I, I get that, like, feeling like, you know, I just, I just put my heart out there and I won. So, I definitely say the war. Like the fact that you got through it, I think that's a win in itself. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when when you get that early first round finish, I did that in my first fight, and like you said, it was like over before you know it. It like felt like it was ten seconds. I was in there. I was like, that was too easy. But then <laughs> yeah. you get in a big dog fight, and you're like, I had to really earn this. It feels a lot better. So flash forward now, we've not seen you in a while. This, you know, like Keith said, you were really, really active. You've been taking some time off, but I know that you've been busy while you've been off. What have you been up to? Uh, a lot, a lot of notes to the grindstone training, uh, working with what I got. I have very little equipment, very little team. Uh, I travel as much as I can, you know, get some work in wherever I can. But, uh, you know, my, my gym and teammates make sure when I go down there, I get work for sure. What was it like to see some of those guys that you're training with compete in Pikeville, you know, last month? You got to see Daniel Smith finally make his debut. I know you were telling me about how dangerous he is. Yeah, I was I was uh, anxious for that one. I couldn't wait for that. He's, uh, he's a very, very uh, intelligent striker, I think. And I, was, I, was told, I told him, I said, I'm confident if you fight, you're going to win. And he did. And, and then we got to see Dustin Looney, too, again. And I've not gotten to see Dustin fight in, like, four years. It was so cool to see him back in there. He fought a hell of an opponent, Samson, and made it the deal with him. Yeah, Samson, uh, he definitely wasn't no pushover. That was, that was uh, probably one of the best fights of the night, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sam, Samson's got a ton of, uh, ton of experience and <clears throat> probably one of the top – Top amateurs in the state of West Virginia, probably in the entire region right now. People don't know Dustin hadn't been in the boxing ring in probably 10 years. And then his only boxing experience was tough, man, a long time ago. Yeah. So for him to go in and fight maybe the toughest guy on that card, it just shows the guts that Dustin has. And, like, he dug deep in that fight, like, yeah. really deep. It showed what a, what a tough fighter he's. He's always been that way, though, man. Yeah. I've known him for a long time. So, uh, 
So, Zach, you, you really got started. Yeah, your debut was boxing, and then you transitioned it into uh, MMA. And uh looked really impressive. You were uh, ranked at the top. You know, you were one of the top-ranked NLC guys in, in line for a title shot. And then, uh, you know, what made you decide to uh, go all out into boxing? Well, the ground game is really not my forte. I'm – I'm more of a stand and bang kind of guy, so I felt like boxing was more of like my sport. Um, my my ground game really shows the the terribly terribleness in it when I fought Devin and Skylar both because you know they're both got really good ground games and I got exposed to say the least. Yeah. So, what's your focus now? I want to hear you know what's your like five year plan. As far as, you know, you focused on boxing, you're doubling down now. Where do you see yourself going? Definitely in five years, I want to I wanna put a lot, a lot of amateur fights under my belt. And uh, I'm, I'm not talking like 20s, 30s. I'm talking 40s. You know, I want to I get like up there, you know. And if I, I go if I not. Because, you know, I think you're, you've seen it as well as I have. A lot of these local guys are turning pro way too early. Mm-hmm. And you go up to Shamrock Boxing Club. That place is the real deal, and you're seeing what it takes to actually make it as a real fighter. You've got guys with a hundred, two hundred amateur fights you're running into. Yes, it's a uh, it's scary stuff right there, and they're they're not even pro yet, and they they are in that level. So, you know, I, you've become a student of the game now. I've seen you, you know, grow and grow as a fighter. Who are some guys you look up to? Who are some guys that you watch and, you know, try to learn from? Local-wise or? Both. I mean, I'm talking about pros, guys you train with, whoever. Uh, number one is definitely my coach, Tyler Smith. I look up to him big time. Uh, he's probably the best mentor right now in my, you know, fighting experience so far. Tyler is a guy who's got incredible coaching ability. He's 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 one of those guys that he can translate boxing in a way that you can understand, no matter who you are. I've learned from the guy myself, and I always – I think, you know, he helped me. I don't know if anybody can take credit for helping me understand fundamental boxing like Tyler did. Yeah, he's, he's big on uh... – you know, starting from the beginning, the basics. He he loves basic stuff. You know, he he gets mad at me when I try to get fancy. Uh, I pulled a little move in my last fight with Gage, where I fainted at him and jumped at him. He didn't like that very much. <laughs> well, I, I I I can remember like he he loves that old school boxing style, and guess what? It works. You look at those old school guys; they're so clean, and you don't see that a lot at the local level. We need to see more of it. Yeah. Zach, um, something we've been talking, Elijah and I have been talking about a lot lately is like a lot of the behind the scenes things that goes on at these events. So what are, um, what are some of the um, things that have stood out to you, like your favorite moments, some of the wildest moments, weirdest moments, just some different things that have happened at these events you fought on, you know, behind the scenes that the crowd doesn't see? Uh, well, you know, uh, at weigh-ins, usually we'll just be hanging out. You know, it's it's just uh, – it's crazy how the environment can change from calm, relaxing, welcoming, friendly to the next day we're 
blood going all over the cage, beating the crap out of each other. It's it's wild to see that, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a community, man. It's uh everybody's kind of connected. Everybody's friendly there, and then yeah, then you're in there just slinging bombs. Um, I feel like that's why though. Like you you that you feel that tension at weigh-ins. You feel that tension the night before a big fight, and like I think that's why everybody's so cool. Usually, is because like you need that because you know there's war coming tomorrow. Calm for the storm. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess I. I guess for you, yeah. Go ahead. You fought your best friend in the world, man. Twice. (laughs) Now that that was uh, definitely an experience. Uh, I don't even know the right words to explain that. Really, that that's just like it'd be like it'd be like fighting your sibling uh, in front of the whole crowd. It was just it was weird. It was very weird. So before you guys fought the first time, were you as close as you are now? Because, like, for those who don't know, we're talking about Tyler Eastup, newly crowned ABA champion. You know, we didn't talk about that either. You got yeah, to watch Tyler's also the best the, in the world yeah. get the ABA title there in Pikeville. Yeah, he's but, also you know, our you super and Tyler lightweight champion. Your best buddies, and you fought twice. So, like, were you friends before it started, or how did that come about? Yeah, we were we were friends. Uh, me and his little brother were the ones that became friends first and uh, built our bond. And then uh, that's how I met him. But I, I'd say the fights really brought us together way closer than ever before. I think that's yeah. something a lot of people don't get about, like, you know, combat sports in general. Like, I, you see it all the time. Guys will get in wars together, and they don't come out of it hating each other. They come out of it with, like, a complete respect for one another. It's hard not to respect somebody when you hit them with the best shot you got and they smile at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's been – I don't remember how that fight happened the first time. I don't remember how it happened. I know we had a lot of people backing out of fights. And uh, I don't think I ever communicated with you at all until the fight was matched up. But, like, there were a lot of guys – backed out of fights we probably had tyler matched up two or three times already and uh, people backed out but and then i I know that he was like hey you know i I have a guy it's one of my friends but he said fight me (laughs) i'm I'm thinking that's how it happened uh and then the second event i don't know how i don't remember man this has been four years ago i don't know how that second fight happened either um Probably, uh, probably people backing out of fights again. And you guys were like, "Let's just run it back." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he he said he said he kind of felt like he owed me, uh, you know, a fight in my own sport. Like I gave him a fight in his sport. Yeah. What's really funny is you know when you've got like a group of buddies and you get in like an argument over something and you're like, "Man, I would kick that guy's ass." <laughs> you guys know. You guys know who would win already. Yep. We've done it twice. <laughs> and now now that you guys are both like getting pretty damn good, do you still are you really competitive in the gym sometimes still? Oh yes. It gets you should you should you all should come to the gym one day and see how the sparring is. It's it gets pretty intense sometimes. I would imagine. But it's all love. Yeah. Do you think we're ever gonna see the trilogy? I doubt it. it. It's a really – I think our coach would uh, probably skin us alive if we fought each other. I think that Tyler Smith 
would literally have a nervous breakdown if you two were fighting. <laughs> he would need to, he didn't need to go to the hospital or something. He could he couldn't be in the building for that fight. No, he wouldn't be there. I know how Tyler is around fights, so yeah, I, I couldn't imagine him if you two had to fight. He'd be screaming at himself. <laughs> so what's it what's it been like for uh, for your sister Ashley? She's like your biggest fan in the world, and then uh, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen her in forever because you've not been fighting. So, I mean, what is she? <laughs> is she a fan of fighting, or is she just as a fan of Zach? She's uh, she's more of a fan of me, I guess. Uh, I wish she'd come to the events more. She likes to watch the pay per view instead. Uh, <laughs> I wish she'd come. It's it's more of uh, it's more fun being there in person. Yeah, always. Uh, Don't tell people that it's more fun <laughs> on the pay per view because you get to listen to me for like four yeah. hours. I wonder if that's sure. what it is. She may like she may like your voice because she used to she used to always be there in person, and uh, it may be uh, ever since Elijah started commentating, maybe she's just staying at home. I She'd rather hear his voice. <laughs> it's like honey, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, man. So let's talk about this Marvin Workman fight because it's one I'm very excited about. I think it's got fight of the night potential all over it. You're a guy, like I say, you've gotten way more technical, but you'll go to war, too. You're a guy who's not going to shy away from anything. Yeah, What's I feel the, the same. Yeah. Talk me through it. Visualize this fight for me. Let's go forward in time. Talk me through the fight. Well, you know, uh, Marvin, he's, like I said, he's, he's tough as nails. I, I don't see him going down easy at all. I think, I think, uh, I'm gonna have to really buckle down and go to, go to war. Like all three rounds, it's going to be war. It's going to be like pressure, constant pressure, keeping him off of me. Cause he's not going to stop coming forward. Even if I hit him, I know that he's not going to stop coming. Do you see yourself maybe stopping workman? Yeah, I, I do because um, I personally I don't see a human being able to sustain that much damage and just keep coming forward for six minutes like that. Um, well, you know, but, we saw him in his last fight at New Line against Kennedy, and he was eating some massive straight rights. And we know that's one your one of your biggest tools are your straight punches. You're very long. You're kind of built perfectly for this sport. I feel like he's going to have to change some stuff up if he's going to get through those straight punches you have. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a lot of reach to make up for. Uh, he's he's definitely going to have to get in close on me if he's going to have to if he's going to have a chance to get in any anything on me. So, what's your message to Marvin? Uh, watch a lot of Mike Tyson clips because you're you're going to need some uh, some uh, advice from him. With this uh, reach so advantage, we're not, not only, we're not even just getting a message from you. We're getting some coaching. That's oh yeah, I Zach Craddock is. He's like, here's how you're going to beat me, man. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to slip and <clears throat> roll and hook, go to the body head, body head, everything. <laughs> Trying to beat me up. How do we this, know this is not a trick, though? This could easily <laughs> be a trap. Uh, no, I no, I'm just a, I'm just a genuinely nice guy. I'm trying to help the guy out. <laughs> Just he's uh yeah, it's like going bowling and getting a little bit of a handicap. <laughs> Give him a little bit of a head start. So um, 
it's going to be one thing I think is going to be interesting is I mean you you fought some big guys you you went to war with Dave Messer and Dave cut Dave cut a lot of weight I don't remember how I don't remember what he got down to I'm thinking Dave got down below, a little below 170 and um, maybe 168 165 I don't know he uh, but. You went to an absolute war with a guy that was like six foot three, 170 pounds. And uh, what's it going to be like going to war with a guy that's more like five, eight, 130 pounds? Well, uh, I kind of experienced that a little bit with Gage. And uh, to be honest, from from what I experienced, it's it's a it's a big difference. Um, and, and it goes in my advantage as well. I feel like I punched through their heads is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, you know, I fought at definitely drastically different weight classes, and you feel that power difference. You know, when I was at 165, I felt like I hit like a truck. At heavyweight, I'm just, you know, normal dude. I don't hit very hard at all. I think, and dude, like, you are so long for that weight class. Like you said, it's going to be hard for people to deal with that reach. Yeah. So tell us about the, uh, the weight cut. You know, your um, all your fights. Well, most of your fights were at one fifty five. You did the one fight that was up up a little higher. You gained you gained weight to fight Dave. Um, I think you and uh, Ashton fought for the one fifty two boxing title. And uh, you know, we've seen you at one forty one time, and now you're going all the way down to one thirty two for this title fight. So, how how different is this? for your, your camp and your training, you know, knowing that you're going to have to cut another eight pounds compared to your last time? Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm just going to do what I usually do. We, we uh, diet correctly. We cut weight and get my exercises in with my dieting. And, you know, it just all works itself out. And I lose weight drastically over time. It's usually like a month process it takes. Um, and then fight week, you know, here comes the the water weight coming out of my body as well. I'm pretty much yeah. dehydrated, so it's it's not as bad. You know, we 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 make it a long process. Um, you know, it's not easy because you know I, I love food. I love pop and I love all that nasty junk food. I love to eat bad, and I don't get to do none of that. You've well, got you know, yeah, you've got twelve thing. days to the weigh-ins, thirteen days to fight, and then fourteen days to eating terrible again. You know, for anybody watching. That's exactly how you're supposed to do a weight cut. You got a gym around you, man. I know those guys and I know they know what they're doing. Like if you try to do these crash weight cuts, you're not going to have anything left for the fight. It's like you said, you got to do it over time. And especially now you got same day weigh-ins. How do you feel about same day weigh-ins, by the way? Oh, he's weighing in the day before. Thank God. So it's not USA boxing. No. Well, I, even if it was, I wouldn't. I'd be confident. You know, I can. I I can walk around at 140 if I wanted to. It's just all up to me. I'm a big, uh, big enemy of same day weigh-ins. I think they're a little bit dangerous. So I'm glad to hear it's going to be day before. Well, we are almost out of time here, Elijah. Well, I'm going to give you the last word, Zach. You got a big fight coming up. We've been looking forward to seeing you back in action. Tell the people what's going on. Uh, all I can say is, um, you know, tune in. I, 
I don't want to talk too much trash, but I do want to add in that I think that I'm going to finish Marvin pretty quick. I don't think he's going to be able to put up with my power, my speed, or my reach, or none of it. I don't think he's going to be able to handle it. Mind of a fighter there. We have Zach Craddock back in action against starving Marvin Workman in a definite fight of the night contender between two absolute dogs. El Kukui! <laughs> Oh, El Kikui and Starvin Mark. Wait, what was it? You you gave Marvin another name. Oh, Elijah. yeah, Marvin, the white Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. El Kikui versus El the white Danny Trejo. How can you not want to watch that? That needs to be broadcasted on live TV. <laughs> it should. And we it need will be. Yeah. the real Danny Trejo to come commentate with me. Yes. My sister would love that. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, have a good day of training, and we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. I appreciate y'all having me. It's been fun talking to y'all. You've been avoiding an interview with me for a long time. I'm glad I finally tracked you down. That <laughs> was probably hard, wasn't it? I enjoyed it a lot, man. I appreciate you giving us your time. And I always like watching you fight. I appreciate it, brother. Best of luck, man. Thank y'all.